Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 9th, 2018, and you may hear a little bit of a difference in the sounds going on around the outside today. Yes, I am outside. It is currently 84 degrees. It is gorgeously sunny, and we have had so much rain and clouds recently that I just couldn't resist. I'm not going to stay trapped indoors. It's a gorgeous afternoon. My son is actually asleep for a nap without a fight today. I even got a shower in, so here I am outdoors in my backyard enjoying the glorious, probably last warm day of the year. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of background noise. There's wind in the trees going on. The birds are chirping, and you may even hear the occasional motorcycle or, ca- or car going by on the road. We do live on a fairly busy road, but the road noise usually isn't bad at all. But just to warn you, you're going to hear a little bit of background noise, but I think it'll be fun. And, you know, starting next week, it's going to be back down in the 50s again. So you know, enjoy it with me if you don't mind while it can last. I want to say a big thank you to those of you who are returning listeners. Thank you so much. Welcome back. And if any of you are new listeners, welcome. Uh, the sound quality is usually a little bit different than what I have today, but just you know, give it a shot and let me know what you think. Segments this week include finished objects, whips, knitting fail, pattern stocking, on the run, and we wrap up our Be A Helper craft along. So first up, finished objects. I actually have four. Yes, I know, it's only been two weeks since I last recorded, but I actually have four finished objects. The first three are actually three of the same thing. I wrapped up three doll sweaters from my super simple fuzzy sweater pattern. They are all knit up in Plymouth Yarns Adore, and I did those in red, orange, and also a um, sort of a green and gray multicolored colorway from the Adore. They, they don't really have very helpful names. At least they didn't when I bought them a while back. They're just numbers. But they're really pretty. And that super simple fuzzy sweater pattern, if you knit the newborn size, it fits American Girl dolls. So that's what I'm making these for. I do work a bunch of craft fairs in the fall, so I'm just making some more sweaters for the craft fairs. The Fun Fur, which is what Plymouth Yarns Adore is, is actually uh, a really good seller for doll sweaters, so who knew? The other FO I have is my 52-stitch socks, what I'm actually calling my Hamilton socks, because I worked on them last week when I went to Hamilton, and they're all done. They are in Plymouth Yarns Diversity in the Deep Sea colorway, which is a self-striping sock yarn in white, and there's a couple shades of turquoise. There's sort of a sea green color, and then one that's almost black. It's really dark, like a dark, dark turquoise. Yeah, but together they look gorgeous, and I, I knit them a little bit taller than I have with my past socks, so the ankle is about six inches high before the cuff, so that they should be nice and warm for the winter. And as you may or may not know, up here in the greater Boston area, we get pretty cold winters, so warm socks are marvelous. On to whips. So I am working on another doll sweater, this one in pink. I am about halfway done. I've getting to the point where I'm separating the body for the front and back. I just started yesterday mom's Christmas socks. She asked me for a pair of warm socks. Now my mom and dad do live in Florida, but they come up sometimes for the winter for, or for Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that. So she asked me to make her a nice warm pair of socks for when they come up. So I started those last night and I am working on those in Plymouth Yarns Diversity in the Stormy Seas colorway which is 
it's not self-striping. It's very, very short repeats of color, just a couple inches. And it's got uh, multiple shades of blue, a little bit of gray, and a little bit of taupe in there. Uh, Mom has very skinny feet like I do, so it's actually coming out really nice. I'm not getting any color pooling because the repeat isn't short enough. I've noticed with this colorway, if you do it on average size feet or larger feet, you do get some pooling. So if you, if you happen to use this colorway, just know that in advance. Not that it looks bad. If you like color pooling, this might be a good one to go with. My last whip is the Dancing Dragon's Coat by Heike Campbell. I'm knitting this up in B-Sweet Yarns Bamboo in the sea green colorway, which is sort of a, a malachite green, maybe a little bit lighter than the true malachite stone. And I am about halfway done, but, and that leads us to this week's Knitting Fail. So I pulled out everything I'd knit for this coat and all the yarn I had left. And I did some weighing and measuring and mouth calculations and realized I didn't have enough yarn left. Yeah. And this company actually went out of business. V-Sweet Bamboo originally uh, actually went out of business this summer when the owner retired. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'll talk about a little bit more about this later, but they've been bought out and they are back, thankfully. Thank goodness. I love their yarns. But I was definitely having a little bit of a panic attack. I did find this yarn on Love Knitting. They had a little bit left. They had not gone out of stock. They had the right colorway. It was a different dye lot, but I thought, you know what? I'm just going to give it a go, see what happens. The yarn, the dye lot for this color used to be a lot darker, and it, had, it seems to have lightened a little bit over the years. It used to be very, really dark, and now it's more of a malachite green. So I knew I was going to have a big risk, but I thought, you know what, if it doesn't work, I'll figure something out. And if, you know, if it, if it works out perfectly, then I can just go with what I have and then do like a helical knitting, you know, alternate rows in the round um, to make sure it matches what I have currently. If it's similar, but maybe a tiny bit different, I'll do the sleeves in the new yarn and it'll, you know, it'll be close enough to the old yarn to get away with it. And then if it's drastically different, I have no idea what I was going to do. I was just praying it was going to be, you know, similar. I would, maybe I would do like the knit the sleeves in Tarsus style so that the dragon scale pattern on the sleeves was the new color. And I could do the cuffs and the bottom edging and the collar edging. And then in the, if the color was too different and then use what I had to do the, the body of the sleeves, for example. But yeah, so I was, I was in a little bit of a desperate situation. So I ordered six more skeins and they just arrived and it's close enough. I'm going to use those six skeins for the sleeves. Actually, five of them are pretty much perfectly matched. One of them is a little bit different, and it's even different than what I already have. But I think I can get away with five skeins for the sleeves, especially if I if I use the existing yarn I have to do the cuffs and the edging, which would be a tiny bit dark, but it will tie it all back in. So I've got my way out of that hole, thankfully. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that was definitely a panic attack on, on my part, especially with all the knitting I've done on this. I've been working on it since March, I think. And I had to put it down for a long time with the finger injury because my finger could not deal with the cabling, picked it back up and oi. So it's any, and honestly, it's my own fault. I am doing the correct stitch gauge, the five and a half inches per five and a half stitches per inch, excuse me. But I changed the row gauge. I wanted a tighter fabric. Because I do want it to be an actual coat that I can wear, you know, with a pair of, you know, 
skinny jeans and, and a pair of you know, knee-high boots, that sort of thing, and wear it out and about as a coat or wear it in the house as, a, as an extra layer because I get really cold. I'm, I'm one of those people who just runs chilly. So it's my own fault. And when I, when I changed the row gauge, I did not take into account that I did not have enough yarn. I had bought an extra skein of yarn over the given requirements for the given stitch gauge and row gauge. So if I'd knit it, if I'd gotten both gauges or even just gotten a lot closer, because I'm knitting a much tighter row gauge, then I could have gotten away with it. But because my row gauge is so, so much tighter, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. So thankfully, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a solution now. Bearing that in mind, Rhinebeck is a week and a half away. Obviously, I cannot finish the front of a sweater and two sleeves with a still slightly wonky finger in that amount of time. So, I am making a Rhinebeck vest, and it's going to look awesome, and I'm going to rock it, and I'm going to finish as much as I can, basically everything except the sleeves. I'm going to finish the right front panel. I'm about halfway through now. I'm going to seam the body of the sweater together. I'll do the edging at the bottom, and I'll do a little edging around the collar, and then I'm going to knit the shoulder saddle that's normally part of the sleeve. It's a, it's a, this sweater is done piecemeal and then seamed. So I'm going to knit the shoulder saddle, seam that together with the bodies. And then I'll probably just do a very small crochet edging around the armhole just to make it look nice to wear to Rhinebeck. And when I get home, I'll rip out that crochet. I'll start this, you know, I'll do the sleeve and then seam it all up that way. And I can Kitchener seam the portion where it connects to the saddle. So I'm not panicking about it. I have it all under control. It's going to look awesome. It's just going to take a little bit longer than I had originally planned. And I am cool with that because this sweater is amazing. Heike Campbell came up with a brilliant pattern, Dancing Dragon's Coat. Definitely recommend you check it out. And I am going to be so happy with it when it is finally done. On to wearables. So here in New England, we have had some really weird weather. It got very cold for September. We've had a lot of overcast weather and just constant drizzle. You know, the sun might come out for 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there. We have not had a, before today, we have not had a properly sunny day in ages. I mean, it got to the point that people were saying, hey, it's Tuesday, it's raining again, because it rained every Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, it seemed like, for about four weeks straight. It was, it's really been getting bonkers. So with that cold snap, I have been wearing all sorts of knits the past few weeks. I wore my Empire Top. That's a design by Lily Go. I wore this to Hamilton a little over a week ago. And this is a really fun top. It is actually, um, it crisscrosses over the bust. And then you knit a sort of a ribbed section around your rib cage. And then it's A-line tunic from there on. So I wore that, and that is a, was a very fun pattern. I knit that, I think, two summer, no, last summer. I did that last summer when I was up visiting family in Canada, and it turned out gorgeous, and I love it. I definitely would recommend this pattern. It's sort of halfway between recipe and pattern out of necessity because you do have to get a perfect fit over your bust so that the crisscross fits you perfectly. Otherwise, you're going to get a bust that's too tight or you're going to get, you know, gaping, which would just not work. But she gives you what you need to make sure you get a perfect fit. And I definitely recommend that pattern. I also wore my Changing Staircases shawl several times over the past couple of weeks. I knit that up in Fiber Lady's Musu Bamboo. And she is out of Texas. And this is the first time I've used uh, yarn from her, but I really enjoyed working with it. I knit, sorry, I wore my Mommy's Tunic 
which is a pattern that I designed several years ago, and that is a short sleeve A-line tunic with a cable band under the bust. And the one I wore, I've got a couple of these because I have a sample, and then I actually knit one for myself to wear so that I would stop wearing my sample. Um, so the one I wore is knit up in Juniper Moon Farms Nev, which is 100% cotton, and it's uh, chain ply, so it's a lighter to use, and, and the, gar- the resulting garment doesn't weigh as much as a lot of cottons normally do. I definitely recommend checking out the Nev. And I use their lovely shade of cobalt blue. I don't have the colorway on me, but um, it's a beautiful shade of blue. I wore my Dahlia, which is the colorwork shawl that I knit this summer. I've worn that once, and that is the, the floral edgy one that nearly killed me over the summer, but I finally got done in time to wear for family pictures. But it's gorgeous shawl. Just, I don't want to knit it again. And I've worn my linen butterflies. I have a couple of these that I've made. I wore the short sleeve version of this. This is a pattern that I also designed um, several years ago for my mom. And I've made myself versions in short sleeve and in three-quarter length sleeves. And the one I wore, I knit up in um, Louie's Euroflax Sport, which is 100% linen in their straw colorway, which is a lovely shade of gold. And I wore that today over a tank top before the warmth really came out, because it was a little bit on the cooler side for a tank top and shorts this morning. Pattern stocking. So over the past few weeks, with the cold snap we've been having, I realized just how many red long sleeve shirts and sweaters I have. But none of my shawls actually go with red. I really need to knit a gray or black or even royal blue or white shawl to go with them. I'm not sure what I want to do. There is a gradient cake yarn that I've been eyeing for a year or so that goes from black through a whole bunch of shades of gray to white. And I thought about maybe knitting a shawl up in that because that I could throw over just about any color. And it, it's about a thousand yards in the um, in the cake, but I wouldn't have to use a thousand yards necessarily because I could start with the black and then go towards the white and then end it at the last gray section. But if you have a shawl suggestion that you would think would look really good in gray gradients, I would love to hear about it because like I said earlier, I'm always cold, so I really need to make some more shawls. I have also been pattern stocking the Find Your Fade from Andrea Mowry. Uh, this is a pattern I'm sure you've all heard about. It was all the rage a couple of years ago. It's tech. I think it's the fight, the fade bad, I think is still going on. I have never knit a fade. I have never knit find your fade or free your fade or any of the fade sweaters or the fade shawls. But we had a little bit of a chaotic incident over the weekend. Our refrigerator died and we lost just, well, I'd say at least half the food. We managed to save a bit and we lost a whole bunch of berries in our freezer. Uh, they all defrosted, and some mystery stuff defrosted kind of on top of them, so I really didn't want to say, you know, toss them in a smoothie or something like that. Uh, so what I did was I uh, the cotton yarn that I spun up this summer for the, um, the um, Tour de Fleece spinning event this past summer, I ended up with about 950-ish yards of fingering weight cotton, and we had a whole bunch of berries that needed using up. So Monday was uh, Columbus Day, so the kids had no school. So we took the berries and we dyed some yarn. Now, you know, dyeing cotton is not the same as dyeing wool. You need to use something to really get it to stick. And I was not about to use one of those toxic mordants with a toddler around. So I used salt as a fixative. Uh, And you can Google some of this online. You know, you're not going to get those 
bright, bright, you know, crazy jewel tones, but it's enough to get some really nice pastels. And I'll put some pictures in the show notes. They're available on my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter feeds right now. But we dyed some yarn up with blueberries. We dyed some with blackberries. We dyed some with blackberries. And we had a little bit of strawberries left there, not enough for its own pan. And we dyed some with raspberries. And then we made our predictions. We tried to do this a science experiment to get the boys interested in it. So we guessed which colors the berries would make in the yarn. And basically, we were, except for the raspberry being pink, we were all completely wrong. But we had a grand old time. So we got everything from shades of light pink from the raspberries to sort of a, a bluishy purple from the blueberries. But the boys had a blast, and they thought it was really fun to see the yarn simmering on the stove. And my, my older son very carefully helped me lower the skeins of yarn into the pot and kind of smoosh them around with the spoon. So it turned out to be a great time. So the result is I now have roughly a thousand yards of yarn that will fade together beautifully. I might need to find another skein of yarn because I've heard fades take a, like over a thousand yards. So I might be able to find something similar, maybe even at Rhinebeck in a week to kind of go with it. But I don't know, maybe I could just make a fade with what I've got and just end it. Apparently you can kind of tinker with it quite a bit and, and just decide to end it when you're ready. But we'll see. Anyway, it should be fun. But yeah, so at some point, I'm definitely going to make a Find Your Fade. On the run. So with everything else going on in this show, I'm actually going to not do the running talk stuff that I have been mentioned last week. We'll hold that off for a week or so because we're already getting close to the 20-minute mark here. We always keep this show 30 minutes or less. But I do want to talk a little bit about running. I have had a great few runs the last couple weeks, including a two-and-a-half-miler that was about a week and a half ago. And I actually did a Jeff Galloway-style run-walk one the entire two-and-a-half miles, which I haven't done that in forever. Oh, it felt so good. And everything was good. My back didn't hurt. My abs didn't hurt. My knee didn't hurt until the next day. Then my knee was a little bit cranky. (laughs) But it felt really good at the time. And just being able to actually go out and run felt marvelous. Any of you who have ever come back for an injury to a sport know what I mean. That feeling of really being able to get back and actually do it again. It's a great feeling. So we have signed up as a family for the local fundraiser races for my son's school coming up this weekend. So it's our first time all four of us are going to be running in races together. My three-year-old is going to be doing the tot trot. I'm not actually sure how long that is. I'm guessing it's like a couple hundred feet. It fits, you know, sign up on the day, $5 kind of entry. My first grader, who is part of his running club at school, and my husband are going to run the one miler together while I take a, keep an eye on the toddler. And then when they get back, I will be running the 5K. Hopefully my knee is up to it and maybe walking part of the 5K. But, you know, it'll do. I'm happy. That's the first time I've been done a 5K in two years, I think. Yeah, I think it's been a good two years since I last ran a race. I think it was the Reebok 5K up in Canton, and that was before Reebok moved out of Canton and went to Boston, so it's been quite a while, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, our whole family really likes running. It's just, it's a lot of fun. We Sometimes we'll even go for runs together with the boys in a stroller when they were a little bit smaller. We'd have both boys in the jogging stroller, and, you know, all four of us would go out together, mommy and daddy, pushing alternatingly kind of thing. Or sometimes we'll go out for a run with the little guy in the stroller and my big guy will be on his bike. We just like getting outside together. So this will be fun to have us all four actually running together. I'm very excited. 
And now it's time to wrap up the Be a Helper craft along. Thank you very much to everyone who participated. Thank you, thank you. I really can't thank you enough. Uh, for those of you who are new listeners, I ran the second Be a Helper craft along this summer. And this craft along was inspired by Mr. Rogers, who very famously said, in times of trouble, look for the helpers. So I decided let's do a craft along where we can be the helpers. There's so many charities out there and so many groups of people who really need our help that, you know, if everybody does one little thing, that can really go a long way. So thank you to those of you who have participated. I am humbled. I am honored. Thank you very much. And hopefully we, we together made a difference for someone out there. I have three prizes to award, and all three need to be mailed out. So if you hear your name, please contact me with your mailing address. You can reach me via email at windsweptmonique at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Ravelry or Instagram. I'm windsweptmonique in both places. Just send me a personal message there. We had eight entries in total on the finished object thread, and one, actually, sorry, eight entries in total. One of them was on the chatter thread, so I'm going to include that in the, pl- in the prize drawing. So I've got my phone next to me. I'm going to go ahead and use randomnumber.org to draw numbers between two and nine. So the first one is, let's see, eight. Post number eight is Mary Beth 119 Congratulations. You have won the project bag and matching notions post pouch from Tiffany Weeks, a.k.a. the project bag. So please send me your mailing address, and I will pass it on to Tiffany. All right, let's pull up the next one. That is number three. Post number three is DM Brown 240 a.k.a. Danielle. Uh, in this post, Danielle was donating seven baby hats to her local hospital. Good for you, Danielle. That is awesome. And Danielle has won a skein of sock yarn from Fishnet's Yarn in the colorway at sixes and sevens. Danielle, go ahead, send me your email, sorry, send me your mailing address, and I will drop that skein of yarn into the mail for you. Now let's pull up one more. All right, post number seven. Oh, that's Danielle again. She's already won. So let me just draw another one. One quick sec. This is a lovely live drawings. Okay, post number five. We've got Knitting Travels, a.k.a. Shelly, who I was lucky enough to meet this past summer. Yay! Shelly, you have won the mystery skein of non-wool yarn. So I am going to send you a skein of Bee Sweets Bamboo, which is one of my favorite drapey garment yarns. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Bee Sweet Bamboo had gone out of business this summer, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the company, the family-run business in Michigan, Humble Acres Yarn, just bought her yarn stuff. So basically, Bee Sweet Bamboo is going to Bee Sweet Yarns is going to continue as part of the Humble Acres Yarn family. So we get to enjoy these yarns for a long time to come. I am very happy. This 100% bamboo yarn has a gorgeous drape to it. And it's made in a closed loop system. Some bamboos waste, some bamboo yarns, I should say, waste a lot of water in their production. And this company prides itself and um, in, in not doing that, basically. They make sure they do not waste water. The yarn is made in South Africa. It reuses the water. And the colorways there are dyed by disadvantaged women. So you're actually giving women a job to help their families. So... This is a company I love to support, and their colors are absolutely gorgeous. So I will drop a skein of yarn to you, Shelly, in the mail. Just go ahead and send me your mailing address. Or um, if 
Mary Beth 1199, um, Danielle and Shelly, if any of you are going to be at Rhinebeck, I will be at Rhinebeck on the Saturday. Go ahead, let me know, and I can meet up with you and just hand it to you in person. It's totally up to you. Let me know. As I've done this before, and I've never had to actually invoke this, but you have 30 days to claim your prize. If you do not claim your prize within 30 days, I will draw another name. Luckily, we're, this, you guys are a great group of people. I've never actually had to use that in the past. So go ahead, send me your mailing addresses. You have till mid-November. So you've got plenty of time to get me your mailing addresses. I hope you are all having a wonderful fall. I am planning on putting out a show next week before Rhinebeck. Fingers crossed on that one. My toddler's son is napping less. He is at preschool, but over the fall, I need those hours to get ready for the craft shows that I will be working at coming up in November and December. So at least for the fall, I still need to podcast while he's asleep. I am trying to organize his napping days so that I can plan in advance and know when he'll actually sleep as opposed to just trying to put him down every day. So going forward for the next few weeks, my plan is to attempt to record on Wednesdays. In the past, I've been trying to record on Tuesdays. It's pretty much been an epic fail this whole fall. <laughs> In case you haven't noticed, I have not been recording on Tuesdays much. But that's the plan. I'm going to keep him awake on Tuesdays because he has not been napping on Tuesdays. And then hopefully he will nap on Wednesdays and I can get this show recorded for you. That's the plan through the fall. We'll see if it works. There's no guarantees, but I'm hoping. So have a great time. I will hopefully talk to you next week before Rhinebeck. If not, I will be at Rhinebeck on the Saturday. Come up and say hi. I'll be wearing my bright green Dancing Dragons vest, not sweater, but go ahead, say hello. I'm going to try to dig out my Ravelry button that actually has my name, Windswept Monique, on it floating around somewhere in my house, which is a disaster because we just had air conditioning put in. So I don't know if I can lay my hands on it, but if there's a lady with frizzy curly brown hair and a bright green dragon vest on, it's probably me. <laughs> Come say hello. I'd love to talk with you. Keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.